and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Rings podcast, short stories. This is Jeff Wells joining you today. Thank you for tuning in and taking a few minutes of your time to listen to how God has been at work at previous Olympic ministries and how we would invite you to join us in being a part of what God will be doing in Paris 2024 next summer. Today, I want to talk to you about um, passports. Now, that, that may not sound like a very exciting uh, discussion, but it, obviously, in a worldwide uh, ministry like uh, the Olympic ministry, Beyond the Rings, you have to have a passport because if you're going to leave your country, you got to come back. Well, I'd shared before in a previous episode about my trip to Sydney 2000 and how I went from uh, being invited to be part of the outreach there to being on the ground in very short order. And so one of the pressing issues, as soon as I got back uh, from the retreat where I learned about this opportunity was to um, get the go ahead. And God made that abundantly clear and how he's going to provide financially for the needs to make it happen. But then I had to get a passport. I had never had a passport before. At the time, I was 32 years old. It was a, um, a, the fall of uh, a spring of 2000. And um, I was a, a young father. I know I wasn't that young, but we had our first child. And um, I was a youth pastor, but all my ministry I'd done had been mostly in North America. And we had traveled a couple times with family just across the border to a few Mexican uh, border towns. Uh, but beyond that, I'd never been outside the country. Certainly never off the continent uh, of North America. And so I find myself needing a passport. So I fill out the application. I send it off. I have to pay extra to expedite it. And that was a, a painful thing to do because, again, we, we were very um, financially struggling as, as a young family um, my wife was a stay-at-home mom at that time with her oldest daughter, and I was a youth pastor. And um, it was a very challenging time, but God was so faithful through it all. And uh, but but we got our pass, we got my passport, and um, it is one of the things that I've been. I'm not always good about um, deadlines and when things are due, especially like renewing uh, license plates or driver's licenses and things like that. But I have kept my passport current, and that's more important now than ever because of, uh, you know, uh, requiring uh, used to you could go to Mexico or you could go to Canada without a, a, a U.S. passport, but you can't do that anymore. Um, we've not been on a cruise yet, um, but if you're going to dock in any foreign country on a cruise, you got to have a, a U.S. passport. So it's just a necessity anymore. But it has been a great joy to fill that up with all these uh, Olympic uh, opportunities. And I was, I was thinking about this episode and thinking about passports. And I wanted to talk about me getting my passport. One, to just praise God and brag on him and his faithfulness and providing. And, and two, um, to share a story that, about an encounter I had with a couple when we were in Beijing for the 2008 Summer Olympic Games. Um, that was our first, it was my first experience being in Asia. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, it led to us adopting uh, our youngest daughter from China several years later. And, um, but I'll never forget how very uh, present the uh, oppression and the persecution 
was during our time from the Communist Party in Beijing, China. And um, uh, one way that I saw that demonstrated was in this encounter I had with this couple. Again, what we seek to do during the Olympic ministry is to engage in genuine conversations with people we meet. Maybe we're standing in line to get something to eat. Maybe we're sitting in a restaurant and we just finished eating. Uh, maybe we're standing in line getting water or we're at a, a shopping area and we're striking up a conversation with the people next to us. I can't remember exactly how we ran into this couple, but I remember we were on the street. Um, we were headed somewhere and they may have been wearing something that identified them with us. And so anytime you see Somebody from USA during the Olympics, you, you want to go and celebrate, uh, you know, being, um, come out, uh, you know, uh, citizens in, in, um, and celebrating oftentimes U.S., especially in summer Olympics and often in winter Olympics leading in the, in the medal count and just wanted to get to know these other Americans. And so we, we ran into this couple and, um, he was Caucasian and she was, um, Chinese um, she was Asian. And so, uh, I remember talking to them about, um, what it's like to, to be, um, a Caucasian and an Asian living in China. And he talked about, he was a, um, a, he was an executive with a U.S. company based in Beijing. And she was a Chinese national that he met when he was there. And we transitioned the conversation to the gospel and shared with them with the gospel, uh, shared the gospel with them using pen trading. And I'll never forget when he shared about how when they go to church, if they were to go to church, she wouldn't be allowed to go to his church and he wouldn't be allowed to go to her church because, um, and I experienced this myself when we were in um, Beijing, we went to an international church for worship one Sunday and I had to show my passport before I wasn't allowed in. Now, I paused just, just for that to sink in. As an American citizen, the idea of having to show your passport before being allowed to enter into a place of worship is just so completely foreign. And yet, that's a normal practice for people living in some countries around the world. And this was just my experience um, being in Beijing, China in 2008, that had I not had an international passport, um, so it was an international church, it didn't have to be a U.S. passport, you could be a French citizen, you could be a, um, you know, a Canadian citizen, and as long as you had an international passport, you uh, were allowed to attend that church. But if you did not, if you were an, uh, a, a national you were not allowed to worship there. And it was just a, a, a very profound reminder of, um, of the many blessings that I as an American take for granted um, as a Christ follower living in the West where I can just as easily ignore going to church versus going to church three times on one Sunday or, you know, multiple times in a week. There are places in the world where you literally cannot gather without um, persecution and um, harassment from from the government and from others. And so for, for me, it, it made me, you know, um, cherish uh, my 
um, citizenship as a, as a U.S. citizen, even more so. But it it just reminded me of how often uh, there are barriers to the gospel for people to hear about Jesus and to experience Jesus and to gather together as the body to worship our risen Savior. And um, that's just one of the things that God has blessed me with in being a part of the Olympic ministry all these years is a deepening appreciation of of my faith, of who I am as a as a follower of Christ, and of the privilege and responsibility that we all have to engage in gospel conversations with people who are not yet not yet Christ followers. And so, um, I hope that's just something to help you think through. Um, just pausing to. Thank God uh, for the privileges that you have and the opportunities you have to worship as freely as you choose to or choose not to. And so um, that's what I wanted to share with you today in today's episode. Let me just remind you again, uh, I'd encourage you and invite you uh, to visit beyondtherings.net. There you can find out about how to be a support team member where we ask you to pray give and share, pray about the ministry, pray for Paris 2024, give. We need financial contributions to purchase pens to use in gospel conversations. We give the pens away for free. We don't sell them. We don't trade them. We give them away as a free gift, just like God's uh, gift of salvation is free to us. And then, um, not only for the pens, but for uh, provision. Uh, I'll be in Paris on the ground as the team leader for over 20 days. Obviously, that takes money to pay for lodging and meals and transportation and all those things, as well as flying over there and back. So there's lots of needs financially. We ask you to prayerfully give and then to share. We, we, we invite you as a support team member to pray, to give, and to share. Tell others about Beyond the Rings. Tell others about what God is going to be doing during Paris 2024. Share with them about this podcast and about beyondtherings.net, where they can go and check it out and learn more about the ministry for themselves, and hopefully can be excited about joining us as a support team member. And even some, much fewer... <laughs> Uh, may even feel led to be ground team members. You can reach out to me and talk to me about wh- what does it look like to be on the ground during the Olympics doing what you're doing there, Jeff. And we're looking prayerfully to add ground team members to Paris 2024, to uh, Italy in 2026, and to Los Angeles in 2028. And so... Let's talk. Let's have those conversations. I'll uh, be happy to conversate uh, to uh, uh, converse with you about that and uh, to get that conversation started. So, again, thank you for joining me today on today's episode Beyond the Rings Short Stories. I'll catch you next episode.